Bobby Bones post show pre show. Did you see the clip of the person in California walking up and shooting into the cop car? Yes. No, I saw it on the news. I didn't see the actual clip, but I know the story. Oh, but they were showing the clip. Yeah, but did you guys see the clip? I, no. Yeah, I didn't. I walked in in time, I think, not to see it. And then also my son was in the room. He was like, oh. what happened? I was like, nothing. A $100,000 reward has now been offered in the hunt for a gunman who brazenly walked up to a parked patrol SUV and shot two Los Angeles County Sheriff's deputies multiple times on what officials described as an ambush-style attack. Both sheriff's deputies were initially fighting for their lives. On Sunday, they do expect the deputies to survive. Quote, that was a cowardly act. It was awful. Mm. Those cops were just sitting there, too. Mm. And the person walks up, and you see it in the video, just walks up and pulls it. And they're like, hey, who did this? My mind goes, this is some sort of gang initiation. But again, that's just my mind based on events that I had been told about 10 years ago. Do you guys Have you guys heard anything about what it might be? I have no idea. Yeah, it was awful. But now there's a $100,000 reward. And the good news is, why I wanted to share this, is now they're both expected to survive. Yeah, that's yes. great. Because when I first heard the story, maybe yesterday, it was they don't know. So, ugh. Um, you know what? While we're talking about news, it's just freaking nuts. The wildfires... And what's tough about it is there's so much happening right now, meaning bad stuff, that with coronavirus, maybe you don't spend as much time worried about the wildfires. With the election, the news has got to spend a lot of time on that because that's a once every four years thing. They don't spend enough time. With the hurricane, like all these things are happening right now that's taking off a little bit of of much-needed shine on what's happening over there so people can help, so you can see the good things they're doing, so you can see the people that are struggling. California, Portland, and Washington wildfires. Death tolls more than 30 people, more than dozens missing. Majority of lives lost have been in California. Even the, the videos and pictures coming from Instagram where the sky was orange over the weekend. Did you yeah. see that in San yeah. Francisco? Yeah. Where it looks like a filter. It does. But it was the sky was orange because of the the smoke and fog and... That's pretty creepy. L.A. looked weird, too. Pretty creepy. So, you know, if you're looking to try to help, there are, I'm not directing you to anything, um, but there are so many places that you can help specifically as to what you'd like to help with. And there's a lot of people hurting right now, and I know our stations in Portland are are doing a lot right now, too. Um, But, man, yeah, it's bad over there. Did you see that on the news? Yeah, terrible. And the other pictures, you're right. It does look like a filter, and it's... Almost seems unreal, but then it's scary that it is very real. A driver was speeding through a work zone on I-95 in North Carolina, doing 187 miles an hour. Come on. Why someone want to drive this fast, period? That's not for me. Like, I get some people love speed. I have no, zero interest in going that fast. And also, it was through a work zone. So, when the State Highway Patrol tried to stop the guy... He sped away, obvious. Listen, if you're going 187, you might as well run. <laughs> yeah. Your ticket's already punched. You might as well just try to get out of it. He reached a maximum speed of 187. The speed limit was 65, so it was over the limit. <laughs> Clearly. And so they put the stop sticks, which are basically the tire poppers. Yeah. And so uh, popped him. He crashed his car into the bushes. You know, after the crash, he was arrested by officials. Luckily, no one was injured. Because that's the thing that the cops have to think about, too. If we chase them... Are more people at risk because we're chasing them? Which, yes. 
I mean, most, if anybody else on the road or pedestrian, then yeah. yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, they have to weigh that. Like, is it worth trying to get this person if mm-hmm. we're also going to go super fast? And sometimes they don't. So, but the, these guys didn't chase until they, they just got ahead of them and popped them with the sticks. Studies show that former smokers replace one bad habit with another. While there are few smokers nowadays, they say that people who quit go to pick up a different bad habit. For example, drinking, gambling, e-cigarettes, overeating, even pain pills. I'll say this, being like I feel like if I let myself be an addict with drugs or alcohol, I would just hardcore. Because everything I do, I get addicted. My family are all addicts. And so I think, well, I have to find something to fill that addiction. Because just part of me needs to be addicted to something all it's the your time. Your personality. Yeah. I just it's always something. And it's been work for most of my life where I've just gone, if I'm gonna be addicted to something, I've gotta choose the thing that is most productive and is the most healthy for me. Cause it's a bit unhealthy. I found out that Kaylin reached out to Eddie the other day. <laughs> Interesting she told you. Yeah, it not not that I I didn't know. Did you know this? I don't know what you're about to say. Oh, you can go ahead. Well, she just reached out and said, Hey, you know, um, is there any way you can take Bobby to go play golf? Because, you know, I think with with me and Bobby, we can really escape from work. We don't really talk about work and just have a good time. She says that, you know, sometimes you go play golf, but you play with work people and you end up talking a lot about work. So she really wants you to take that escape. I haven't had a day off in like 24 days or something. And she was like, just go. And I haven't played golf in forever. And she was like, just go play golf, but don't go play with anybody that you work with. And she was like, <laughs> and I was like, eh, I can't. I need to do this podcast. I got to get ready for this, the TV taping. And she's like, well, I already reached out to Eddie. Yeah. So this week, what you got? I don't think I have time. Dang it. I have. But to clarify, too, for listeners that might be confused by that, I mean, Eddie is your friend and you work with No, we him. literally can hang out for right. five and hours without talking to. about yes, work. Exactly. We only work together because we were friends first. Correct. Right. I know. I'm just clarifying for anybody. Like right now, new. we're not even working. Tonight. We're just talking. Yeah, this is the mic aren't even on. Um. It's too wet today because uh-huh. it's been raining, and I have to go to a gun safety thing tonight anyway. Tomorrow, I have an ACM fitting. At what time? Five. That eliminates golf. Okay. I have a haircut at four. Oh, my I have a uh, prep call because I'm doing a bunch of work with Purina for service dogs at two. I'm talking to Nikki Six for a podcast at 1230. Nice. Then I have the whole show up before that. On Wednesday, ACMs. I, I have the ACMs that evening. And on Thursday, my, I have a uh, working with Purina to promote service dogs, and then my um, sister and kids get in. So, see, that's what she's talking about: work, 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 <laughs> work, 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 work. But work. I think, but I've played my my goal was like five rounds. I've it. <laughs> You're done with that though. But you I've, got a new goal now. But I've played it though. Uh, Shaquille O'Neal's Florida mansion is back on the market. He's trying to sell his massive Florida estate. He originally wanted twenty eight million dollars for it. Now. It's been listed three other times with no takers. He's asking, you can get this at basement prices, $19.5 million. The home includes 12 bedrooms, 11 and a half bathrooms, an indoor basketball court, a cigar bar with a walk-in humidor, and a showroom-style garage capable of holding 17 vehicles. Wow. Wow. How much? 17 cars. Um, 19.5 million. Mm. Dang. It's got a home theater, a private boat dock, a 95-foot swimming pool that's 15 feet deep. <laughs> Never seen one of those. It comes with a rock waterfall, a five-bedroom guest house. Holy moly, 19.5 million. Good luck with that one. Okay. Um, check out, let me say, what did I do? What was, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll tell you. 
we did a Bobby cast, a little different than what I normally do. Uh, there's a morning duo, radio duo, that are friends of ours too, but were fired um, in Seattle. Their name's Carla Marie and Anthony. And they came over to the house and we just talked about them being fired in radio and what it's like to work in radio and be fired. Oh, wow. So it wasn't just, like I was, like how did it happen? They pulled you where? They said what to you? What? what so pretty interesting. Yeah, it sounds interesting. And they were just open and honest. So you can search the Bobby cast if you want to hear that and find that. You may not even know who they are. I got so many messages from listeners going, hey, I'd never heard of them until this podcast, but like that's a re- really fascinating story and I'm kind of a fan now. Um, so you can hear that. We did a bunch of other stuff too. So that's what's up there. What's up on four things right now? Um, last week, well, the Thursday episode is the latest one up and it was with Jamie Ivey. She, if you're a stay at home mom or you're a woman with a career, it's awesome for you to listen to like how you're defining success and how her definition of it might look a little bit different and send you some encouragement. Check out Four Things with Amy Brown mm-hmm. if you want to check that out. And uh, I assume you guys are doing a sports show today. <laughs> yeah, yeah finally. Let's talk about. What do you okay. mean finally? Football, football. We've been waiting so long for this. So yeah, big okay. football episode. Check out The Sore Losers. If you like movies, Movie Mike's Movie Podcast, where he's gone through all the states and the most famous movie based in each state. That's a thing. All right, thank you guys. Enjoy today's radio show. If you're watching on Facebook right now, thank you for watching. Everybody else, goodbye. Here we go. Come on, Bobby. Bobby Bones. Transmitting across America. Turn it up. This is the Bobby Bones Show. Let's go. What's up, everybody? Morning, studio. Morning. We're back at it for another week. I was in Colorado all weekend. I'll talk about that a little bit later. In this hour, I have a list of celebrities that... They've been ranked as the celebrities no one cares about anymore. And so I want to go down the list and see if we care about them still. Okay. Okay. I hope so. Well, some of them, though, you're going to be like, (laughs) yeah, you know what? I don't care that much. (laughs) Okay. Um, I do want to read an email here. Bobby's Mailbag. My dad's in the hospital recovering from a recent surgery. We can't visit due to COVID. So I call the nurse's desk to check on him daily. Here's my question. Is it okay to Uber Eats or send food to the nurse's? that are working, like pizza maybe. I want to reward them for hard work and also kind of bribe them so they'll pay extra attention to my dad. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Maybe a nurse can answer this for me. I'm not sure if food could be delivered these days. I think it can. I I would. It can. Yeah. Yes, it definitely can. They won't, the delivery person won't take it all the way to the top. Yeah. But they can. So my advice would be it never hurts to put out effort. Maybe it doesn't get eaten. They already had their dinner. But it, it never hurts to send something nice with a nice note, right? No, I think that that's really great. Even though it's you want to show your appreciation, but also a little sugar on top for your dad's (laughs) care, nothing wrong with that. I've done it. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Today, tonight, by the way, is the first episode of Dancing with the Stars for this season, season 29. So I wanted to pull a couple things here. Um, Two seasons ago, I won the show. You guys voted. I won. It shocked the world. People on that show still hate me, like fans. (laughs) I love everybody on the show as dancers. I became good friends with them. But like fans of the hardcore dancers that watch that show to see elite dancing, hate my guts. Uh, But here is Tom Bergeron announcing the winner and reaction right after. And and this is a long clip because he just sits there. He's like, and the winner hit. And just know it. (laughs) As this is happening, I'm watching real time going, oh my God, say a name. Say a name. Say any name. But say my name. The winners and new champions of Dancing with the Stars are 
Bobby and Sharna. And as soon as that book oh, came yeah. out, I was like, oh my God. So crazy. Couldn't believe it. So bizarre. <laughs> Listen to that. Come here, you. You are, in very true words, a people's champion, my friend. Look at that. Okay, and here is a clip from Amy's viewpoint in the audience. She wasn't allowed to have her phone out, but she recorded it anyway. You set it down on your chair? I held it in my hand, but down low so nobody could see it. And it was just facing like my chin in the ceiling. So she's in the audience a little up and to the left of me. Our whole group was that was there. Bobby. <laughs> Anyway, we were all crazy. like screaming and hugging, and we felt like we had won, and we didn't do any of the work. <laughs> and here's the cra- you, no, you did. You helped me. You oh, did yeah. a lot of the work. I mean, Maybe not the dancing, but yeah. Here's the crazy part about that. I finished that show that night, and we had to get on a plane and go to New York. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like get on a plane, go to New York, and be on Good Morning America. And so I was like, guys, and and for that people on that show, they're either people that used to be famous that really aren't anymore, or people that aren't. They're just kind of mildly famous trying to be more. I was definitely on that lower section trying to be more. But I was working full-time still. Like, I still had my job. Yeah, yeah. And so I finished that show, and I knew I wasn't going to be able to do the radio show at the same time as Good Morning America. So you guys had to meet – you had to be here at 11 Yeah, right midnight, after. And we had to work for two hours for the next morning show. And so I'm like, guys, I can't get on the plane and go to New York yet. And they had a plane ready for us, like that. That Disney flew us over in a plane because we could make it. And so I went to work. So I had just finished like this, the highest moment of winning this show. And I like, can't believe it. And then it's like, all right, seven seventeen. All right, we're here past the hour. We're gonna be. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. right back to work, I went. Yeah. Normal mode. We talked about it. Did the deal. And then I went back to the airplane. And some of the dancers were so mad at me because they'd just been sitting there for an hour and a half. Oh, you guys all flew oh. it back together. And they flew right? us all on the same That's plane. Right. The ones, anyone that was in the finals, there were four groups mm. in the finals. And I was like, guys, I'm really sorry, but I have a job. And if I would have lost, finished second, third, or fourth, I probably just missed the flight yeah. and, and been okay with it because I had to work. But that was an interesting time because I was like, ah! and then I went and jumped on like a uh, an Altima and got taken to work and was just a dude chilling, like a regular guy at the radio station, and then got back in the car and they were like, there he is again, King Dingling! <laughs> <laughs> And then I finished, and then nobody cared after that again. It was, it was wild, man. But anyway, the show starts tonight. Pretty exciting. I have a story about that coming up in the pile. Okay. Related to you. I don't know if you've seen it yet. Related to me? <laughs> yeah. And your win on Dancing with the Stars. Oh. Oh, listen. Save it for... Okay. All right. We'll be back. Oh, wait. I guess we should get started. Let's get started. Now I'm irritated. Let's get started. Bobby Bone Show. It's the Good News Countdown. Counting down the biggest good news stories across the land. Hey, buddy, I'm your host, coming in at number five. Number five! A woman in Texas got addicted to baking bread during the lockdown, and she hasn't stopped. She looks at people on Facebook who've been having a bad day and then gives them some. She's now given away over 100 loaves since the pandemic started. Number four! A family from Australia was in the U.S. when the pandemic hit. They couldn't get their dog home because of Australia's rules on bringing pets back. But after 136 days, lots of people writing letters, them begging, their dog finally got to come home and see them. 
Holy crap, I bet that was amazing. Did you see the, there was a video of a chimp, like a baby chimp who had been taken from the owner. I retweeted it, and when he was reunited with his owner, and you saw the chimp act like a human. Wow. Like, so excited. It was, like, I, I did crying emoji, because that's what <laughs> wow. it made me feel like. Number three. A mom in Florida was reunited with her two-year-old daughter after five months apart. She went to Panama with her grandmother to visit relatives. They got stuck there because of the pandemic. They finally got to go home and see each other earlier this month, which is great. Number two. A guy in Virginia named Louie started a group called the Birthday Brigade. They travel around. They throw socially distanced parties for kids. Now, they've thrown over 200 of them in the past five months. He did an interview on the Today Show, and he talked about how it all started. And I were talking about how we were so happy that we were able to squeeze her birthday in before the quarantine. And then it occurred to us, oh, my gosh, there's a neighborhood full of 500 families, and there's going to be plenty of kids that won't be able to have a birthday. So we wanted to do something special for them. And here you go, your number one best story on the Good News Countdown. Number one. LaShinda Williams works at a Kroger in Nashville, but last year she was homeless. An assistant manager saw her sleeping in her car in the parking lot and said, hey, there's a job fair coming up. LaShinda got pretty emotional talking about it in an interview, and she said it's changed her whole life. And when she came back, she said, you're hired. And I said, stop playing. She's like, no, you're hired. And I, I cried in her arms. My body just, like, collapsed. This woman gave me a new start. And I remember we prayed. I said, I promise to give you my best. But I never knew that sleeping out here and eating something to eat would land me where I am now. That's an amazing story. That's That's the Good News Countdown. Thank you very much. That was the Good News Countdown. They have this website called Ranker.com. They rank everything. They rank best scientific inventions, best soda. But they have a new ranking where they are listing celebrities that People don't care about anymore. So here's the top 10. And our job is to see to say if we still care or, eh, we don't care anymore. Okay. At number 10, Jamie Lee Curtis. Forgot about her. Doesn't she do the yogurt commercials for your tummy? Oh, yes, she does. You're right, she does. But I'm going to go honestly. I'm going to go, no. Uh-huh. I, don't really, I don't really care. Amy? Okay, sure. I don't think I care. Eddie? Nah, man. Forgot about her. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> that sounds so rude to say. It feels awful. Okay, go ahead. Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, I care. Yeah, I care too. Yeah. She's still around. Yeah, and like Friends is like having a thing again. Mm-hmm. So yes, she's at number nine. I'm Denzel Washington. Yes. Yeah. If there's a movie that comes out with He's Denzel, I'm She's at good. least going to look at it to see if I will watch it. I'll be like, oh, let me see. Because you know Denzel's 65 years old? Wow. I'm not surprised by that. Are you guys? I guess not. No. He seems 65 to me. Does he? I mean, he looks His, young. I mean, I mean he, he looks young, yeah. but I'm not shocked that he's 65. His son's a really good actor, too. Who's he? He was the lead guy in Black Klansman, and then he was also in uh, with The Rock on, uh, uh, his name's John David Washington. What's the show Rock did on HBO? Ballers. Oh, Ballers. Oh, I like that show. Mm-hmm. Is it back? It's in Tenet, Eddie. Oh, he is? Uh-huh. Okay, so I guess I saw him. Yeah, that's that's his son. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but Denzel, yes or no? Yes, 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 yes. Will Smith. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Of course. Me too. Meg Ryan. Mm. I don't think yeah. so. No. Okay. Adam Sandler. Yeah. Yeah. Not really. No. What? <laughs> Sorry, guys. Bruce Willis. No. no. Yeah. Mm-mm. That's close, though. Is it? Like, if they put out a new action movie with him, I'd probably be like, let me. He's 65, too. John Travolta. No. 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 <laughs> We're all like, no. <laughs> Is John Travolta older died. than 65 or younger? Older. Older. 
Wow, he's 66. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. Oh. I haven't cared about him since Show Me the Money. Yeah, yeah. that's true. I know. And then the number one person they say that people don't care about anymore. We say this in a playing manner. Very playing. Very playing. Is that if they were here right now, we would not be like, we care a lot. Come in, let's interview you. We love you. Great point. Uh, Nicholas Cage. No. Um, oh, Eddie's torn. I mean, because because I feel like he's still a little relevant. Like he still puts out movies, but I don't know. I'd say no. I'd say no on him. Is Nicholas Cage over or under sixty five? Over. He's 56. Oh, wow. He's not aged very well. You know who looked so old, but I don't know if it was makeup, but Keanu Reeves in the new Villain Ted 3. I think he just Uh. shaved his beard. That's what it is. And Keanu Reeves is 56 years old. Yeah, but he looked older. Like, why? my my older, kids could like not 60s? get over it. My, but maybe because my kids the weekend before had seen Bill and Ted 1, yeah. and then they jumped to seeing Bill and Ted 3, and they, over and over, Stashira just kept saying, they look so old. I can't, I can't. Well, they were old, though. They were parents know, of teenagers. I know, but, like, even to me, I was thinking. I'm I just standing have, up for Bill. Because you, <laughs> you, you are him. obsessed with Keanu Reeves. I know. I love Keanu Reeves, but I think it's the beard that makes him look. Okay. When you shave it, it looks Maybe older. that's what happened. And yeah. I get it. We're all getting older, and I'm going to embrace my oldness, too. I mean, he's almost 60. Yeah, he looked older. <laughs> I, don't, I didn't think so. I, I just thought he looked like a normal 55, 56-year-old dude. Bobby Bonchon. The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30-second skinny. The ACMs announced that Taylor Swift will be performing her new song, Betty, during the ACM Awards. The show happens this Wednesday at 8, 7 central on CBS. Russell Dickerson and his wife Kaylee welcomed their first child. The baby boy was born on Thursday, September 10th, and his name is Remington Edward Dickerson. Luke Combs scored his ninth consecutive number one single with Lovin' On You. Luke is the first country artist in history whose first nine singles have reached number one on the Billboard Country Airplay chart. I'm Morgan number two. That's your skinny. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. A teen cross-country runner in Indiana is showing sportsmanship is more important than winning. Axel Elman is a high school senior. He was running a 5K race with only half a mile to go when he watched as a runner of head of him got injured. So Levi LaGrange said he rolled his ankle and he heard something pop. So he started limping. Axel saw his opponent. He was in pain. He runs up beside him, literally offers him a hand, and then helps push him toward the finish line. Like, was a crutch for him. Like, was a brace. Levi told him to go ahead, but Axel stayed with him, even though they were strangers. Other runners ran by, but he said, hey, I'm not going to leave you, man. We got you. It just seemed like the right thing to do, he said. What do you think about that? I love it. It's awesome. You know, I have a feeling Lunchbox wouldn't have done that. No. I no. feel like he's sitting over there ready to. I, I, I just don't understand. When you're in competition, like, and I ran cross country, there's no way. If someone gets hurt, someone gets a cramp, I'm passing you. Sorry, I'm there to win the race, and then I'll go back and check on you, see if you're okay, but I'm not helping you to the finish line. If you're going to beat me, you're going to beat me. Maybe he was already losing. Yeah. Well, that's And then he was like, you know what? (laughs) Let me just get some good points. No, it's a great story. What, Amy? Go ahead. Well, I was thinking I, too, ran cross country, but there was no way I was winning. So I would 100% stop and help somebody. (laughs) You get some sort of award then, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a great story. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. 
This story comes to us from Memphis, Tennessee. A man was arrested after calling 911 a dozen times trying to sell them egg rolls. He called up, <laughs> hey, I got some good egg rolls. Would you like to buy any? He called 911. Yeah, 911 operator, sir, this is 911. This is only for emergencies. Hangs up. He calls back, hey, I still got those egg rolls for sale. And they do believe alcohol was involved. <laughs> you think? <laughs> I wonder if he was really an egg roll seller. No idea. Uh, all right. <laughs> I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. A woman set a new Guinness record by eating 10 jelly donuts in under three minutes. Does that sound that crazy? No. Yeah. Oh. No. You, Eddie says no. Amy mm. says yeah. Yeah, I don't. Not really. 10 and three. 10. 10 donuts. So that's. Full size jelly donuts. Yeah, jelly. I guess that kind of makes a difference. But huh? even a full Eddie. But I you're looking at about once every about 15 or 16 seconds. Can you do one every 56 seconds? No. Yeah, you dip it in water and you, just like they do the hot dogs. She, I, I, I'm watching her eat it now. She's not doing water. Oh, she's just eating it? She, How fast is she eating it, Bones? How's she look? Pretty good. She's struggling, So, but she set the Guinness record. Now, here's a clip of some highlights as she broke the record. Let's go. Yeah, good. Faster than this. Then let's go. Come on. Yeah, good. Good work. Keep going. Yeah, good. Five seconds left. Good work. Was that 10? That was hard. That is so hard. And at the end, she has to open her mouth to show that she swallowed all of them mm. at the time. Pretty crazy. The previous record was six in three minutes. But we, we didn't even know about this one. We could have got that one. <laughs> six? We could do that. Eddie once did the Krispy Kreme challenge where he ran four miles on a treadmill and ate 12 donuts. Yeah, sure did. In an hour. Yeah, and without throwing up. Proud of that. Do... Eddie, Lunchbox, or Ray think they can beat this? What is it? What's the, not the old record, but the new one? 10? 10. Oh. Even to tie it. 10's I mean, tough, but I'm willing to give it a yeah, shot. I, I can I can eat donuts fast, so I mean, I think I can do it. Hmm. Instead of jelly, though, could we do like chocolate filled? Because I don't like jelly donuts. Maybe tomorrow we give it a rip. But it can be chocolate jelly, okay. right? It's Something that's not just Yeah, maybe you can jelly. do the Boston cream with the custard. I'm down with that. If any of you guys hit, even hit 10, I'll give you 50 bucks. Wow. Okay. If you just hit 10. Yeah. It's right tomorrow? Yeah. yeah. You let an audience gamble on who they think's going to win? Perfect. Ray, is, are you in or no? Uh, is there any keto donuts we could possibly come up <laughs> you know, with? If, if you're not good with it, don't yeah. worry. Yeah, I'm hardcore for the wedding right now, y'all. Okay. Well, these two will go at it. Yeah, we're not. We're already married. Hey, speaking of food, Kaylin comes up to me and she goes, hey, I just told Amy this segment's relatable. And I was like, what? She goes, yeah, Amy Amy sent me a question if her husband stealing her cupcake was relatable. I don't know that he stole it, but he ate it without, and it was mine, and he ate it. So then when I went to go eat it, it wasn't there. And I was frustrated because I wanted my cupcake. But you're checking with Caitlin? No, we were just talking. I just said, because (laughs) sometimes when I'm thinking about stuff to send in the show, I question, is this really that big of a deal? Am I being ridiculous? Is this relatable? Because I felt ridiculous. (laughs) And then she validated my feelings and said, oh, no, 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 no. This is what Bobby does. And I go to the pantry and my food's gone. Or he'll eat half of it and leave it just sitting there in the wrapper and it gets all stale. Like she had feelings on it. And I was like, okay, validated, send. Like So then I sent it in as something to to prep for the show. Yeah, as soon as um, it happened with Amy sending her that, she goes, you know, Amy sent me this. She goes, you know what? You did used to eat. And then it... 
Here, Here we, we go. go. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm not alone in the fact that sometimes if you know your significant other has something that they enjoy or they like to eat. Then they should hide it from us. Okay. You're right. <laughs> they hide it. All right. We can't control we ourselves. I can't control myself. <laughs> the problem is if I hide my cupcake, then I'm going to forget where I put it. And then it's not going to get eaten by anybody. Leave a note in your phone. Okay. On with us right now, it is Amanda from Gainesville, Florida. Amanda, how are you? Doing good, Bobby. How are you guys doing? We're doing pretty good. We appreciate you talking with us. What's going on with you? So I have a two-year-old. His name's Morgan, and he goes to daycare. And I love the daycare, and they're really helpful. But the past couple times that I've picked him up, um, he has had a dirty diaper and, like, a little dirtier than normal. Like, it's been there for a while. Mm. And um, I love them. I really do. And I... I don't want to say something because it's like, it's my kid. I should change his diaper. But at the same time, like, I don't want him to be sitting in his pee and poop very long. So I just don't know if I should say something. And if I should say something, like, what should I say? Well, I'll let the parents go first. Eddie, you have young kids. I don't do daycare, so I don't know what the protocol is, if they are supposed to do diapers. But I figure you got something you need do to tell Do they do them. diapers, Amanda? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They they listed out on the paper for me what time they changed his diaper and everything. But the past couple of times, I haven't gotten a sheet. Lunchbox? Listen, I go to daycare. My kid goes to daycare. And if, <laughs> I feel like this is your daycare here. Let, let me tell you. If I pick up my kid and it's got a dirty diaper, I say, excuse me, do you not smell the poop in his diaper? Like, how long has that been there? Can we get a change before we go home? Plain and simple. You just let them know because then they're like, oh, they noticed the poop in the diaper. Because you don't want to put the kid in the car seat with poop in his diaper and you're not going to change him right there on the sidewalk. So you just straight up say, excuse me, I know you got things going on, but there's poop in this diaper. Did you not notice? I guess that I would worry if I did that, they wouldn't treat my kid as good. Mm, because that's what she's it, worried about. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what I would really, I, I would never go and do that because I would be like, when I'm gone, they won't treat my kid as good. Okay, but well, what if you don't say it in that manner? How what would if, you say it then? I would say, hey, <laughs> the past few times I picked up my son, I've just noticed that there's been a dirty diaper. Is Can we just make sure he's being changed? Like, I, I don't know protocol. I'm not trying to tell anybody how to do their job, but I also haven't gotten my sheet lately, and I'm supposed to get a sheet. Okay, this is what I would say. <laughs> I don't have kids, but I want to save me for last. Come on, bro. Come because on. this is how diplomatically I would do it and make it work. I would go to them and say... Hey, daycare, my son's having been having some stomach issues lately where he's been pooping a lot more. If you guys could pay a little more attention to his diaper, that would be it would help me so much because he's been a little... That way, you're not putting it on them for doing something wrong in the past. You you still have them looking for it and tell them, hey, sorry, when I pick him up, he's he's had it in his diaper, but you know that he's just not been well. Can you guys just watch him a little closer? I think that fix it without making them starve your kid. Wow, you're blaming it on the baby. <laughs> baby don't know. know. He doesn't know the difference. The baby that's, don't know. He's like, he's like, it's it's the baby, it's not you. Amanda, what do you think about that advice? We, we kind of gave you a dip- I think that's awesome. I mean, for not having kids, that's great advice. Of course, Bobby knows everything. Yeah. Come on, baby. Yeah. For not having kids, for not being married, for not, he's an expert on everything. Yeah, hey. <laughs> Bobby's going to write a how-to book for how to do everything I don't even really have to do, but I know how to do. <laughs> Amanda, why is Amy such a hater? Answer not, that question for I'm me. I'm not a hater, but he did blame it on your baby. But the baby don't know, and the baby's <laughs> going to get better care because of that. The baby probably wouldn't care. 
If you'd be like, hey, little Herbie, yeah. how do you feel if I do this? Little Herbie be like, wham, wham, woo, woo. Well, then what if they're like, oh, if your baby's having stomach issues, we can't have him in the daycare. No, because he's not sick. Okay. He's just having some he's stomach. He's sick. It's yeah. just diarrhea. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes you just got to be blunt, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then if they keep doing it, then you probably have to do lunchbox or then just pull them out and go somewhere else. But I say you need to diplomatically approach, not just this situation, any situation, I look for this method. Yeah. I'm going to start to look how you handle me. <laughs> What? You don't want to know that. That's many years of studying. <laughs> oh, oh guessing. training. Yeah, that's okay. a tough one. That's a tough you have one. to go home and practice. Yeah, that's more than a baby. I look in the mirror all the, all the time at night. I'm like, Amy. And I, I just try different tones. <laughs> Amy. Amy. <laughs> um, Amanda, I hope that helped you. And for calling, I'm going to give you a $100 Walmart gift card plus a Walmart Whoa. photo gift, which they've handed me. It is a picture of me. Wait, there. she gets that? Yeah. I'll sign it if you want. Do you want me to sign this picture I'm sending you? Heck yeah. Okay, so I'll do a $100 Walmart gift card plus this picture. By the way, Walmart Photo invites you to stay connected to the ones you love by making beautiful prints, photo books, and wall art. That's what this is, wall yeah, art. it's cute. From your favorite photos taken during your time spent at home. All right. Well, Amanda, I hope you gain something from this experience. She could send this clip to the daycare say, hey, do you guys listen to the Buy a Bone Show? <laughs> Yeah, you, you were on the radio. Yeah. <laughs> Congrats. Amanda, if you if you approach this, however, you, will you let us know how it turns out? I will, yes, I will. Okay, and uh, good luck. I hope Florida wins every... Are you a Gators fan? Oh, I'm Gator alumni all day. Ooh. Okay, listen, I know you're in Gainesville, <laughs> and I love the SEC. Um, however, we have to play you guys, Arkansas does, so I hope you win every game except the one we play, Okay. Yeah, we don't get to play often, but... Yeah, lucky for you guys, you get us this year. All right, Amanda, got to go, and uh, stay on the phone, and we'll get you your prize, okay? Thanks. All right, there she is, Amanda in Gainesville, Florida. Here's Amy's pile of stories. So Amazon is holding a virtual career day, so if you've ever wanted a job there, you can attend this little virtual thing they're putting on. You don't have to be around a bunch of people and you might land a six-figure job and a lot of these positions that they have open, a four-year degree isn't needed. And it's virtual. You have nothing to lose. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's great. Get the full details on this Career Day 2020 and how to register at Amazon.job slash Career Day. By the way, not a commercial. No, no not at all. I just saw thought, this and thought it was cool. If anybody's looking for a job, I feel like this might be an amazing way to see if you're a good fit. And it feels like it's a... If you want to work anywhere right now, probably pretty safe to work at Amazon. Why is Ray getting online right now? <laughs> <laughs> See you, Ray. <laughs> All right, what else you got? So there was a list that was put together of the best and the worst Dancing with the Stars winners of all time. But they oh. mean best dancers? They just said a list of the winners, and then they ranked them from... Best to worst. They're probably snobs. I swear to you, if I'm last on this. So person. there's 28 <laughs> winners total, and you were, uh, oh, you're a winner in the 28. Oh, yeah. So, All 28 had to win the show. Uh -huh. right. Yeah. So there's 28. So you're seasons. asking me what number I think I am? What number do you think you are? One through 28. By 28. <laughs> oh, gosh. Because I wasn't, a, I didn't win because of just dancing. I figured out how to beat the show. I'm smarter than that show's rules. <laughs> I figured Before out. Before I tell you the number you fell at, do you want me to read what they wrote about you? No, probably not. I'm just going to get mad. <laughs> no. People are such I think haters. It's kind. Okay, go ahead. Ish. 
despite his career as a country radio DJ. First of all, I'm not even a DJ. I hate when people call me a DJ. Listen. Go ahead. Despite his career as a country radio DJ, parentheses, and side hustle as American Idol's resident mentor, in parentheses, Bones' proximity to the music world didn't quite give him the rhythm or flow that (laughs) (laughs) that he needed to dance well. Not that it mattered much to his considerable fan base, which ultimately scored him the win. And though Bones' upbeat attitude in the face of season-long criticism was admirable, his lack of real dance skills made this victory feel really questionable. It was so (laughs) controversial, in fact, that Dancing with the Stars went on to create the judges' save for season 28 intended to weed out the weak. Wow. Well, no, it intended to keep in the strongest. So if someone was anyway, well, up. whatever. Shut so up. they're just haters. <laughs> this is what happens. This is what happens to me. If you're listening to the show, this is what happens to you. People just always looking for shots to take on you. What, what, what number am I? Twenty-eight. <laughs> After all that said, wow. no. twenty-eight. They're just haters. I won that show with a larger percentage of any hit winner in the history of that show. So take that. Yeah, I just got him. Why? Why? Yeah. Why? Why? I guess what, 28 though is still a winner. Yeah, you're still one. Who was 27? Bindi Irwin? 27. And I, you know what? I can dance pretty good. I just couldn't dance against people that have trained their whole life. Oh, 27 was from season one, Kelly Monaco. She's a model. Uh, season one was like the 60s? What are we talking about? <laughs> what else? Who was 26? Uh, Helio Castroneves. Race car driver. Probably season two or three. Season five. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, 25 was Donald Driver, NFL player. Okay. 24 was Adam Rippon, a figure skater. Okay, I'm done. Who's number one? Uh, Niall DeMarco, um, a model and deaf. Who's two? Merle Davis, no, I don't know who they ice are. dancer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, who are these people yeah. that are really good? <laughs> Never heard of them. <laughs> so what, you can dance. So what, you trained to dancing your whole life. <laughs> All right. You knew that was going to rile me up. Go ahead. What else you got? Okay. Well, I thought, okay. You knew no, but it's also a way to say, hey, congratulations. You oh, hey, thank you for that nice comment. Give even you made the your, list. They say <laughs> I'm the here, worst winner of all time. Even though your music world didn't give you quite rhythm or that flow. I didn't have any, I've never danced well. a bit in my life That's professionally. That's what I'm saying. Like, you came and won this show with no prior dance. You can all, everybody that skills. hates on me can shut up and look at me as I polish my trophy. <laughs> <laughs> all right, what else you got? So I have uh, Garth Brooks's most important songs, according to Taste of Country. And I thought you being Garth Brooks is number one fan you could weigh in in my mind it's if tomorrow never comes but really it's friends on low places because that's what swung it and that was his biggest song mm-hmm. ever what do they have well, i have in at number five the thunder rolls okay thunder controversial rolls. video garth was right in the middle of rocking people are like we love him but he's crazy all right what else number four was unanswered prayers uh, i still go like bam dun, dun, dun. love it three if tomorrow never comes. Oh, if wow. If I'm number one on this list too, that'd be awesome. <laughs> what else? And number two, friends in low places. Oh wow! So the dance what? has got to be number oh, one. Oh, the dance or yes. rodeo, but I would go the dance. <laughs> go the dance. The yeah. dance rodeo. And then the most important song of Garth's career, the dance. All right. I need a break. This, this is at number one because it fits with so many occasions. Some people can listen to this and be filled with pain or joy. I need a break. I'm riled up. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That was Amy's pile of stories. Oh. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. Girl Scout Troop 65430, some fourth and fifth graders, they got together and they wanted to create 
PPE equipment for schools, which is awesome. Like kids need masks while they're going back or they call sneeze guards, these little shields. So they went to YouTube. They figured out how to construct all of these and make them. Then they sold Girl Scout cookies to buy the materials and supplies they needed. And now they have been hard at work. They've made tons. And the PPE they've made is being used at the school. And a lot of people enjoyed those Girl Scout cookies. Yeah. It's a win-win all around. (laughs) That's awesome. Good for them. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Right now in the Marathon Green Room is Sherry Spell. She's a professional hypnotist. Apparently she does it for people to, you know, lose weight, stop smoking, but she also hypnotizes people and makes them do dumb stuff. So we're going to see in the next five minutes or so if Lunchbox, Morgan, and Abby can be hypnotized here on the radio. How do you feel? I'm a little nervous. Do you feel like you can be hypnotized? I feel like I can, but I'm I'm, ner- I'm nervous about what she's going to make me do or whatever, but yeah, we'll see. Okay, so we'll... We'll do that coming up. She's getting ready here. Amy, let's do the joke, and then we'll bring her in. Here we go. The morning corny. Why do fungi have to pay double bus fares? Did you laugh at this punchline before we came on the air? Amy was just, <laughs> I don't know what's about to happen here, and I'll have her say the joke again. Yeah. But she's over there laughing at her desk, <laughs> yeah, and good. I didn't know why, but now mm-hmm. I see it's mm-hmm. this joke. Okay, mm-hmm. ask it again. Why do fungi have to pay double bus fares? Why do fungi have to pay double bus fares? Because they take up too much room. That was the morning corny. Hi, Sherry. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks. How are you? I'm really good. I'm very excited about what's about to happen here. So her name is Sherry Spell and uh, SherrySpell.com if you want to see what she's about. S-H-E-R-I Spell.com. But you are a hypnotist. Correct. How in the world, before you hypnotize the folks on this show, I have some questions for you. How in the world... Do you have a talent to hypnotize people, and how do you get on that for a career? First of all, I already did. Just kidding. <laughs> um, You've no, all been hypnotized. hypnotized. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> I was like, wow, okay. No, um, it actually happened by accident. Um, I grew up in the Midwest, up in Nebraska, and then I moved to Arizona um, as an adult, and I was going to school for holistic nutrition, and one of the electives was uh, hypnotherapy. So I ended up taking a class in it, and I was going, this is this is pretty interesting. So I continued doing that and um, got certified in the clinical hypnotherapy, so the, the weight loss, the stop smoking, and that sort of thing for that people use the hypnotherapy for. And then um, later, as my kids started getting older, I wanted to venture off and do the fun stuff. So that's when the stage stuff came in and I started doing that. So Sherry Spell is here. She travels nationwide. She's performed in Vegas, improv fairs, private events, schools, anywhere looking for entertainment. But I, I can just be in fully transparent here. I've never really seen hypnosis work on me. So I have trouble with thinking that people quack like a duck. I just have, you know, I bet that's probably common for you, right? People that don't believe. Oh, absolutely. Okay. I don't want to be disrespectful, but I have trouble with it right now. Uh, oh, no. I, and several people do. The thing is, is with hypnotherapy, everybody keeps waiting for something to happen. And they keep waiting for that certain moment that they're going to say, oh, okay, what's going to happen? But nothing, don't expect too much because it's a natural state that each and every one of us go in and out of each day. So for a few examples, um, when you're driving down the road and you're going through a few stoplights and stuff like that and you don't 
recall going through them. But oh, I do that all the time. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. I do it all the time. Yeah. Did yeah. you hypnotize me and I go drive in now? <laughs> <laughs> but that's when we, we end up getting to the destinations like, oh, I don't remember, but I remember I didn't violate any traffic laws. And that's when our subconscious mind takes over while the conscious mind stays thinking in the moment. So they're both working at the same time. I'm, I'm intrigued. Uh, coming back in a second, Lunchbox. Yeah. Morgan <laughs> and Abby, our phone screener, are going to be hypnotized by Sherry Spell. My question is, does it take on everyone? Like, does it take? Like, does everyone you hypnotize go, oh, I'm hypnotized? Or some people, it just doesn't work. Um, it, you have to want to be hypnotized. That's that's the key thing. You can't force somebody to do it. Um there are some other factors. So if you're somebody's on medications and that, that's that's going to be a big factor. You got to be able to concentrate and want to follow along to all the suggestions. Have you ever hypnotized anyone to lose weight? I have, and and that works. Oh, absolutely. If they're ready. Yeah. I mean, I don't sugarcoat anything. So if somebody's not ready, so if a spouse comes to me and says, "I want my husband to quit smoking." If that person's not ready to quit, they're they're not going to quit. So it's up to that person. It's it's another tool to use besides of what else you're going to do. It's not going to be the cure thing that's going to do it. It's got to be a tool that's adding on to what else you're doing. Okay, well, we're going to see if Lunchbox, Morgan, and Abby can be hypnotized. Do you guys all want to do it? I'm ready. Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. I need you guys. Yeah, I'm ready. Woo! I need you guys to really let yourself go. Oh, yeah. She, she didn't come up here for her health, right? We're trying to hypnotize some folks. Are you going to make them like. Oh, absolutely. You it's going to be fun. You can make them do anything stupid? Or don't, you don't have to tell them yet. <laughs> oh, no. No. It's they, all is in somebody going to be naked? Be honest. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. No. All right. All right. All right. All right so we're going to come back with Sherry Spell, and we're just going to take a really quick break. We're going to get you guys ready to go up. She's going to hypnotize you. We're going to talk about it, but we're going to come back and talk about it before you get rocking, though. Okay? Okay. okay. Sounds great. Will they be hypnotized? You'll be able to listen here on the show and find out. Sherry Spell. Follow her on Instagram at Sherry Spell. You got all your own name. Good for you. I do. I can't even have mine. That's great. <laughs> S-H-E-R-I-S-P-E-L-L. Sherry Spell. We'll be back in one second. So excited about this. Woo. We're about to get Lunchbox Morgan and Abby hypnotized. Sherry Spell is in studio with us. A couple questions for you, Sherry, before we walk them up to the stage. Has anyone ever stayed hypnotized for the rest of their life? No. There's never been a documented case ever that somebody's been stuck in hypnosis. Yeah. Because that's what I would worry about for these three. Because they never quite come back to the good workers they are. Or you guys could use that as an excuse. Be like, yes. sorry, man, I was late. I got, oh, Sherry, hypnotized me. I haven't come to work on time since then. Um, could someone get out of a crime if they were hypnotized while they committed it? Um, they were like, your honor, Sherry came over, hypnotized the crap out of me. I robbed a bank. No. Okay. Mm, no. um, is anyone listening right now at risk of being hypnotized? Is that a thing where you don't want to, where you won't do the whole hypnosis out loud because people in their cars would be hypnotized? Correct. Really? Yeah, because when you're listening to it, you're getting to that relaxed state as well. So you could, especially people that meditate a lot, you're going to go under a lot quicker than somebody that's never experienced it. So that's why we're not going to do the whole meditation on the air because you're afraid, or sorry, hypnosis. You're afraid that people listening will be hypnotized all over the country. Yes. Wow. So does that mean that we, we can yeah, you get hypnotized could. as well? Oh, yeah. We're listening? in the room. Yeah. Like, will we? Will I? If, 
if you follow along to all the suggestions. So if you're doing exactly what I'm asking you to do, you can do it from your seat and just kind of play along. Which that would be kind of fun too. (laughs) She's going to put us all to sleep. (laughs) Her cousin who's an aspiring artist in Tennessee. Here's the new one from Johnny Spell. Uh, (laughs) This is all a big game by her. She she gamed us all. Sherry Spell takes over. All right. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. Do we want to get Sherry's microphone different from theirs um, if um, Lunchbox now before you walk up there are you willing to really give your heart and hey, I'm all in I'm excited about this I mean I'm, I'm nervous but I'm excited because I don't know what you're going to make me do and my parents were hypnotized to quit smoking but they weren't ready to quit smoking it worked for like two weeks and then they went back but it did work for two weeks it did work for two weeks wow okay so Sherry come over to this mic uh, walking up to the stage now will be Lunchbox Woo! Morgan number two and Abby oh boy so you guys go on up to the stage and take a seat. And Sherry has now backed away from them. Because even during hypnosis, we are COVID safe. <laughs> Morgan, how do you feel right now? I feel good. I mean, I'm all about trying new things. So let's see how this goes. Abby? I'm a little nervous. I've actually never seen it, though, like ever. So I have no idea what to expect. You've never seen like on a stage? Because in college... And, and Sherry, just full disclosure, once... Someone tried to hypnotize me on stage at a college event, and I faked the crap out of it because I didn't want to be kicked <laughs> off stage. I was just loving the moment. So it, it, it didn't take on me, but I said that to you earlier. So, okay, now I feel totally honest because I just want <laughs> listeners hitting me up going, remember the time you faked me and hypnotized? Um, okay. She's got a magic wand. That's not a wand. That's a pride. That's a cattle pride. Um. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right here, right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh my! Oh, so she does have what looks like oh, uh, like uh, a crystal ball. It's, it, all it is is a little light. They sell sell those like at Disney World. It's like a it's it's a circular like ball, a... and inside of it, there's a light that's spinning around. Oh, and you boy. push it, and they stare at that. Yeah. Can you make them pee on themselves? That would be so <laughs> fun. No, no, because I really do have to go to the bathroom that would be right now. So that, I'm like, <laughs> do you have to go? Yeah. Oh go oh, go real quick. Okay. Go, oh, go, no, go. No, oh, no, everybody's oh, leaving. Abby, are you good? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. Okay. Sherry, let me ask you a couple more questions real quick. What what does the what's the light do to them? The light is just something for them to focus on. And because I don't want to be hypnotized, I shouldn't focus on the light. Probably. Okay. So, Abby. Yes. I need you to really dial in and give your heart and soul to this. Okay. Yeah, I can do that. And are you gonna make? Because those other two aren't in here. Are you gonna make them do funny things so we get good laughs? Or no? oh, absolutely. Okay. Oh, okay. I have some good stuff planned. Okay. Well, then why don't we take a break? We'll let them go to the bathroom um, because Sherry doesn't want to hypnotize everyone in the listening yeah, in their, yeah. their car right now. Um, we're gonna do this off the air and we'll come back and see what happens. Okay. Everybody good? Yep. Yeah. Good. All right. <laughs> Okay, supposedly they're good and hypnotized. Okay, Sherry Spell is here. Sherry, their heads are drooped all the way down. It's Morgan, Lunchbox, and Abby. Their heads are all just hanging. Now, I tried not to pay a lot of attention to the hypnotizing part because I didn't want to be hypnotized. But what's happening with them right now? Right now, they're just in that state of um, between consciousness of being aware and being asleep. So that in that middle state between those two things, you know, they're fully aware of what's going on, but they're just in that relaxed state. So right now we're talking. Do they hear me? Uh, they yes, and it's just one of those things that um, some people can come out of it. 
depending yeah. on what's going on. But right now they're they just all relaxed. They look so asleep. They're so relaxed. They they just want. To, they love what? that. This thought. is so weird. Okay, I weird. so I, I want that. Right, now Amy wants in. <laughs> yeah, can I sleep? Like so, that? do you think they're all hypnotized? Um, w- w- yeah, I think I think I have an idea on who's going to be the good ones here. Because of the, how their bodies reacted. Yes. Okay. Well, now that they're all out, now what do we do? Okay. So now I'm going to give the first suggestion. So, um, all right. What's happening here? <laughs> She just handed the lunchbox. So get that on, rub it in good. Some lipstick, so. and he's putting it all over his face. Great, great. So we got that, so. What is that Perfect, thank you. And so. Uh, lunchbox has put lipstick all over his face. Doing great. Oh, perfect. Okay, that ended up working. Perfect. So take a deep breath in. And sleep all the way down. Oh my gosh. Doing great. Let's come around, Will Paul. Yeah, okay. All right. Okay. Bones, we may want to keep Lunchbox in this state. (laughs) (laughs) The first I'm touching now, you're going to be the first man to have a baby. She's touching Lunchbox. Oh. The person I'm touching now, you are oh. the nurse of the first man having a baby. On the count of three, oh. one, two, three. You can do it. Just push hard. Push hard. I know you have no oh, idea what you're doing. Great. You can push really hard. Almost push so hard. Keep going. Keep going. Ladies and gentlemen, we have the first man that's going to give birth to a baby. It's, oh, it's okay. It, it's, we are not quite there yet. Keep pushing. Keep pushing. Keep pushing. Keep pushing. Don't be a baby. Keep pushing. Doing great. Doing great. Don't don't push it. How's the delivery? Keep pushing. Keep pushing. It's almost here. It's almost here. It's here. It's here. Okay, push. Oh, here we go. Oh, perfect. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, you did it. What did you have? A boy. A boy. <laughs> well, what's his name? Brian. Brian. Oh, congratulations. Take a deep breath in and sleep all the way down. <laughs> Give him a round of applause. Yeah. Person I'm touching now, you are a minion translator. Lunchbox. So you know exactly, and you're the only one that knows exactly what she's saying. One, two, three, sit up in your seats. Hi everybody, how's it going? Yeah, it's good to go. I'm gonna get up. Everything's great today. It's a little bit sunny outside. I wish I could be at the beach or. I miss my mom. And I think I'm gonna take a nap later because I got up extra early. And work. Work is good. I mean, I, I, yeah. Oh, and I'm going to see Sarah later. Sarah's going to come over. We're going to watch Netflix. Something on Netflix. The new series on Netflix. Okay. Okay, great. Deep breath in and sleep all the way down. Give him a round of applause. If you just turn the show on, Lunchbox and Abby are hypnotized. And I think we have to bring them out. 
So when you get off the stage, you're going to move in extremely slow motion. So on the count of three, you're going to sit up and be completely out of hypnosis and back in the environment. One, feeling starting to come back to the room and more energy to your body. Two, feeling more energy than you've had in weeks and more energized, feeling as if you've had eight hours of sleep. And three, eyes wide open, fully awake now. Give them a round of applause. Yeah, they are. They're back. How do you? They're back. Lunchbox, how do you feel? Ooh, feel okay. Oh my god, I just saw his lips. Sorry. Good. (laughs) Yeah, you look good. You look good. (laughs) Why you guys look at me like that? I mean, you look good, dude. You look good. You have some stuff on your face. Oh. (laughs) Is that lipstick? It is. What the crap? You put lipstick all over yourself. Do you remember that? Oh. No. <laughs> All right, Sherry. So now how do you make him normal again? Uh, he, he is normal. I just said that, <laughs> that, that. That's as good as it gets. Okay. All right. So he's now back. He's good to go. So why was he so prone to being all the way under? Usually when somebody has a lot of energy and outgoing, the majority of those people just want to have fun. Yeah. They're just... Okay, oh, I'm up for it. Because when somebody's really energized and ready for it, that's when they're most acceptable. Because it's when you have doubts and stuff, you're second guessing everything, and you're going to block it. Well, he didn't block it. Mm-hmm. He didn't block crap. That was fun. You guys are a lot of fun. <laughs> All right, Sherry Spell. Yeah. yeah. So Thank let me you. say this. Sherry, if someone's listening and they want to hire you, what do they do? Uh, they can go to my website um, at sherryspell.com. And then up there is just a link. And yep. you, you'll come and do colleges. You'll do professional settings, like uh, conferences, that kind of stuff. Absolutely. And you can also hypnotize, like me, for example. If I wanted to be like, hey, I need help not eating so much sugar, you could help right. me if I wanted help there. Absolutely. I can even hypnotize you to see if you can dance. I can't, so don't <laughs> worry. That is not a thing. I'm just kidding. All right, there she is. <laughs> Sherry, thank you very much. Sherry thank Spell. You. Check her out. <laughs> SherrySpell.com. S-H-E-R-I Spell.com. Also on Instagram, at Sherry Spell. Lunchbox. Abby, Morgan, thank you guys for putting yourself in the situation to be hypnotized. Lunchbox still looks like he's drunk, and we will uh, be back in a minute. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. John's a delivery driver for Amazon. He's on his route in Massachusetts, walking up to the door to deliver a package. Do, do, do. Beautiful day. And he looks in the backyard, and he's like, man, that dog looks like it's struggling to get out of the pool. That dog looks like he's drowning. Runs in the backyard, jumps in the pool, wow. and saves the 14-year-old dog. That's awesome. He had gotten out the back door when no one was home. And it, the crazy thing is he jumped in with his phone and everything, phone ruined, and then he sat there with the dog for an hour and a half till someone came home. Oh. My dog likes to wade into the pool now, which is scary because bulldogs can't swim. Mm. He hates water. But all of a sudden, because I have like a my pool has like a boat ramp into it. It's I've never seen it before. Is that how you describe it? I think it's called more of like a like a beach area of no sand though. Like a sit where you can sit and it go it's really really shallow. I don't know. It's I weird. Like the boat ramp. Idea. Well, well, yeah, that's but then how... people are picturing him being able to slide a boat into his pool, and that's not the case. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> well, so now, but he he would walk up to the edge and drink the water, and now. He just goes all the way in up to his neck. Oh, boy. He won't go any farther, and he never goes in if I'm not there. But if he ever gets out, I don't need him in the pool. Yeah, yeah that could be bad. Yeah, because, again, bulldogs, they don't swim. They don't float. It's like a, a, a trash bag holding a rock. Oh. That's what their skin is. That's a great story, though. 
Hopefully, if that happens on mine, the neighbor will do that. Come save the dog. All right, Lunchbox, is that it? That's, That's it. it. Thank you very much. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. You guys can call us right now if you want. We're here. 877-77-BOBBY. That's the phone number. 877-77-BOBBY. Let's go to Valerie right now. Hey, Valerie, what's going on with you? Whole lot. Good morning, studio. Morning. morning. So last night I got on Instagram and I, I followed Bobby for a year that I started watching the or listening to the podcast and the radio show. And Amy had posted something. So I clicked to see what Amy looked like. I had no clue. And that led down a rabbit hole. And then she was exactly what I expected her to look like. But Lunchbox is not what I expected him to look like. Well, so what did you expect Lunchbox got- to look like? He's got this big, deep voice and, you know, this attitude to match. So I figured there was like this 300-pound bearded guy with a ball hat on backwards in the room. And Raymundo, I did not expect him to be such a pretty boy. So <laughs> Lunchbox, you thought, would be bigger but a scrawny. And Ray, you thought, would be more bro and less pretty. Right, right. Like, I, I think in the 80s he would have a popped collar for sure. Who, Ray? And Right now he would. Right now yeah, Ray yeah. pops his collar. Oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Well, all right. Well, hey, thanks exactly. for... Uh, were you disappointed? Do you feel like we're, we're uglier than you thought? No, no, no. It's like it's like reading a book and then you see the movie and you're like, huh, that's not what I pictured. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I'm not sure how to take this call, if this is a compliment or not. But, well, Valerie, thank you. Anything else that you'd like to say? Uh, no. No, I appreciate you guys. I listen to the show in the morning and finish it up on the podcast on my way home at night, and I appreciate you guys. All right. Thank you very much. Have a great day. You do the same. Thanks, guys. All right. Bye. Yeah, call us, guys, if you want. We're here. 877-77-BOBBY. Why don't we do the big story? Bobby's Big Story. All right. Get this. A bunch of parents go to a sperm bank because they want to have kids, and they weren't able to, right? Right. Several parents received a life-altering shock when a Georgia sperm bank accidentally released the information of their children's sperm donor. They went, and the guy said, hey, listen, here's what I am. IQ of 160, fluency in four languages, a doctorate in neuroscience engineering, and it kind of looked like Tom Cruise. That's what he said. Hmm. And so 36 children have been born from this guy's sperm, who just sounds like genetically, man, right there. That's gold. But... An accidental reveal of his name, it turns up, are you ready? Ready. (laughs) He was really a 23-year-old who did not finish college, served time in prison for burglary, a 1999 diagnosis for schizophrenia for which he was hospitalized. Dang. Interesting. Parents of the children the man fathered are now left with fears that they may have predisposed their children to mental illness. Wow. How about that news? Mm, Not good. So, they don't... That's what he put on his paperwork, and the sperm bank's just they didn't like, check him. okay, there's no background check. They don't even go, well, you don't look like Tom Cruise, because just <laughs> you could at least physically tell. Anyway, that's your big story. I thought that was pretty crazy here. Okay, so double check everything. I don't know how you double check that. Um, I'm going to go over and play this voicemail from Keith Urban, who was here in the building, and then he left this. Hey, Bobby. Yeah, man, it's Keith here. Hey, listen, I hope you're doing okay. I need a quick favor, if that's all right. I left a page of handwritten lyrics, uh, I think in the marathon green room. Can you take a little look around? Hit me back. Thanks, brother. All right, there you go. So Keith Urban left some <laughs> handwritten lyrics over in our green room. I guess he was just chilling. Okay. Um, and so he's here doing a bunch of stuff for the ACMs because he's hosting that. 
and he had to record some stuff for the iHeartRadio Music Festival. But again, that sheet's over there in the Marathon Green Room. Green, green room. He doesn't need it back. So we're going to give you a chance to win this autographed handwritten lyric sheet. Plus, we got a Keith Urban merchandise package and a $100 Marathon gift card. All you have to do is go to bobbybones.com and see it right there. For more info and rules, go to bobbybones.com, keyword rules. Keith's new album, The Speed of Sound Now, excuse me, The Speed of Now Part 1 is out on Friday, September 18th. But go over to bobbybones.com if you want to win the Keith Urban lyric sheet. That's and awesome. good thing Raymundo didn't see it or he would have sold it on eBay. That's what we used to do back in the day, then we got in trouble. Back in the day was like a year ago. Uh, it's been discontinued for a long time now. Ray used to grab stuff from people coming in the, the studio to perform. Yeah, like, like a cup. And then try mm-hmm. to sell it on eBay. Uh, Blake Shell and his cup went for a lot. Kelsey Ballerini, I believe Carrie Underwood sent like a cupcake or something, and it was an autograph. We, we never even got it. He just auctioned it. <laughs> Ray intercepts stuff in the mail and auctions it off on eBay. <laughs> all right, here's a voicemail. Listen to this. This whole family all has COVID. Morning, studio. Ugh. So my family of six has COVID. All of us. We have been so cautious this whole time. We didn't send our kids back to school. My husband and I work because we have to. Like, we wear masks. We wash our hands. We do everything. This is the most frustrating thing ever. So I need some good, like, positive, upbeat news this week. See what you can find for me. <laughs> Thanks. That stinks, huh? Yeah, the whole family. Um, here's some positive news. If you missed the podcast today, you can listen to Lunchbox Be Hypnotized. Morgan, you weren't really you. You were like, I check out. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't work on me when she like woke us up and she was like, "You're on a beach." I was like, "No, I'm not. I'm in the studio. And I can't <laughs> fake this." <laughs> so Morgan was not, but Lunchbox and Abby were. You can go listen to that today. Lunchbox, how do you feel right now? I still feel a little like everything's a little hazy. I, like I'm kind of asleep. Like I could fall back asleep real quick. I could lay my head down and go back to bed. And I mean, it just feels everything. You're still kind of blurry over there. Check out the podcast. I do have the top five podcasts so far of the last 30 days. Number one is Colin Ray performing live on the show. So good. Number two is the show before that when I propositioned Colin Ray to come to the studio. (laughs) Number three, I spent the weekend with my girlfriend's parents. That's that podcast. Number four is Will Bobby Return to American Idol. Number five is Amy's son wants to be called something other than his name. So that's the chart right there, top five podcasts. Go search it out on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Just search for The Bobby Bone Show. Hey, speaking of COVID, one of the symptoms that if you're like, is this COVID or the flu? Like apparently you don't lose with the flu, you don't lose your smell or taste. So if that happens and you're sick, it's probably COVID. Right. But they say one of the weird symptoms is that coffee smells like rotting meat. And if you love coffee and it stays like rotting meat for like a month. Ed, did you have that at all? No, thank goodness, because I love coffee. But you yeah. had loss of smell and... Yeah, I didn't smell anything, but I, but I could taste everything. So it's so weird, because you hear like different things from different people. Some have smell, some don't have smell. Yeah. All right, let's go over and take this call. Hey, Bobby. I'm wondering what your thoughts are on the fact that uh, Taylor Swift's making a return to the ACMs. Think she's going to get back big in the country music scene? Just curious about your thoughts. Um, I think it's cool she's going to play. It's Wednesday night. On CBS, I'll be there too. But yeah, Taylor's gonna play. I think her first performance in seven years. Listen, I think it'll be cool. I think that she made a really good record, and one of the songs sounded like something that the record label thought we can push to country radio, nice. and that's what's happened. I don't think right now she's coming back to country. Eventually, she will. But she has so many good relationships here that if she has something that kind of sounds country, they're gonna. They've tried before with songs from like her last album. But um, I, she's going to play it on the ACMs. Maybe it sticks, maybe it doesn't. But Amy loves it. My thoughts are, I love it. 
Not that he asked mine. Okay. I think what he <laughs> I asked yours. <laughs> okay, thank you. I well, I was just you know clarifying for him. I I'm obsessed. I can't wait for the next whole. This is one country song. Let's get it a country album. Hey Ray, our, my phones are broken. Is anybody on the phone that I want to take right this second before I go to break? Kayla in Texas. Okay, what does she want to talk about? It's uh, her. Is her 11 year old on the phone as well, or she's talking about her? Okay, well let's just take it and then we'll go. Then it's about the food challenges. The food you don't like, I believe. All right, hit it up. All right, here we go. What's her name? Kayla. Hey, Kayla. Hey, good morning, Bobby Bone. What's up? <laughs> well, I am just following up on that uh, food you don't like challenge because my girls, uh, they're huge fans of your show. They're 11 and 8. And they uh, did the challenge on Thursday night. And so we watched all day Friday. And uh, I guess they think you work on the weekends also. They kept checking Instagram <laughs> to see if you gave them a like or if you <laughs> made any comments about did them I... trying their food. But, uh, did they tag they, me? They did tag you. I'll go over and, and look at it right now. We have a bunch of listeners who we, we all ate foods that we hated, <laughs> and they also made videos. I'll play some. Com- we have those to play coming up, right? I'll play you some of those coming up in a few minutes. So oh, listener videos? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. So a couple things we're going <laughs> to do in a second. Yeah, hey, hold on. Don't hang up yet. Don't hang up yet. A couple things we're going to do in a second. First of all, Lunchbox watched something that's been very controversial in the news. Some, a show that people are like, you got to pull this right now. But he watched it and goes, you know, well, he'll give his opinion. What? He watched that? Cuties? You watched it? Yeah, I watched it. Okay. It's on Netflix. <laughs> yeah, it's cuties. It's extremely. So he's going to tell us what he thought about it, if there should be an uproar. So we'll talk about that in a second. Uh. I'll also play some of these videos here. Um, you guys can call us as well. 877-77-BOBBY. Okay, anything else before I go like your, your kid's page? <laughs> no, no, that's it. They've just been wanting to make sure that you, uh, you know, acknowledge that they had done it. Um, they heard you say, what's their name? Kinley and Carly. Okay, I'm going to scroll through and see if I can find them, okay? I get tagged a lot. Okay. Not a brag. Not a brag. <laughs> but I get tagged a lot. I need to see. Uh, <laughs> I need to see. All right, uh, hopefully I'll talk to you soon, okay? Okay, thanks, Bobby. All right, bye-bye. There's a show on Netflix called Cuties. What's it? What's the general... What's it about? Uh, it's about this girl... I don't even know where she lives because it's all in French. So somewhere where they speak French. The whole show's in subtitles? Yeah. I had no idea. Mm. And it's just a movie. It's not even a show. It's just a movie. I thought it was a series, but it's a movie... And this girl moves to wherever she's the new girl, and she's trying to fit in and find new friends. And she, but she's young, right? She's like eleven. Okay. She is eleven. She's not like eleven. She's eleven. Okay, it was like eleven, twelve-ish. Her, her character's eleven, and I think the actor is actually eleven. And so what she finds is there's a group of girls that are dancers, and she's like, "Man, what are they doing?" And so she's trying to get in with those girls and learn how to dance so she can be cool with them. And it's pretty awkward. Well, the the hit against it is they sexualize kids. Young. And yes. then people are yelling, like, members of the Senate, of Senate are going, pull it down. This is, what What was your final thought on it? I thought, if, if I don't want to ruin the movie, like, what it's about and the, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. It's kids dancing. If you want to sexualize it in your eyes, that's fine. Yes, they were wearing crop tops or whatever you call those things. I think that's what my wife called it. And so that's a little weird that they're dressed scantily. But 
They were just dancing. If you go to any cheerleading competition for these young girls, they do the same thing. But we same have, age. Same, same age, but we have no problem with it. But just because it's in a movie, people get uncomfortable. I didn't have a problem with it. I thought it was a pretty darn good movie. Even in subtitles, aside from all that, even in subtitles, yes. I, I mean, struggle. You, you forget about the subtitles, and it was just a pretty good coming of age, like her Ooh. struggle. <laughs> coming of age. Yeah, her struggle in life trying to be loyal to her family and their traditions and, you know, the new modern society. It was pretty interesting. Amy, you were getting annoyed, it looked like. Well, it. I mean, I'm personally not going to watch it because I don't want to contribute to it. I, I just have had a few... Uh, specifically one woman in general who is like a listener of ours. She lives in Louisiana. Uh, She's become my friend. She works in human trafficking. That's her daily job. And she works with a lot of child pornography type things, children being trafficked. She canceled her Netflix over this. And I know that seems extreme. I I don't know. I just, I'm going to check in with her on it. I just saw what she was posting on Instagram and she was completely taken aback by it. So for me personally, I'm going to hold off on watching it or really giving my opinion. But I I, want to just say that people that work in that world, we're just so don't know enough about all of that and what it can expose and pedophiles that are out there and watching that. And so she highly suggested staying away from but it. But did she want, because the big story I'm is people aren't, people aren't watching it and yeah. they're going, don't watch it. Yeah, I'm going to find out. I'm going to talk to her. I, I'm I, So I'm reserving any information about that. Other than that, I really trust her and I know she works in this field and she was so passionate about it and she's not in politics. She doesn't care about that. It's a, To her, it's a more of a, this is this is her expertise. Does and she have she, trouble with like cheerleading competitions for 11 and 12 year olds? I have no idea. The uh, Rotten Tomato critics almost give it a 90%. They all say it's way overblown. It isn't near what the media is making it. The audience score, because they flooded it, people who haven't seen it, is yeah. at 3%. Oh. I'm tra- give it a chance. It's a good movie. The storyline is good. What it is representing is good. I think people are making a big deal because they've seen pictures or just a little clip of the girls dancing, and they're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe Netflix would put this on. But if you actually watch the movie, there's meaning behind the whole story. Listen, I ain't watching it. I'll be honest with <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah, good. Just, just have personal taste. Because what Netflix will do then is when you watch something, they'll go, well, if you like that, you're going to, and I don't want that on my screen. <laughs> right. I'm trying yeah. to be cool here. Uh, and, well, go ahead. Well, quickly back to the cheerleading thing. It, this Again, when you're when you're not dialed into what's happening, I I do have other friends in completely different fields, but they work with child development and stuff, and they don't allow their children to be in dance competitions or cheerleading competitions. And if they're in those outfits, they go to dance studios and places that fully dress the children, and that's their parenting choice. But they know the harm that can be done because again, they work in this field, and they opt to have their children still have a cheerleading experience, but it doesn't have to be sexy because they're children. That's what I know. Okay. All I know is I haven't seen it. <laughs> People are getting upset about it. They haven't seen it. But Lunchbox watched it, and, <laughs> and I didn't tell him to yeah, watch yeah, it. I was going to ask that voluntarily. What, yeah, what, yeah, what, why? What, why? Why did you push the thumb down on the old button right <laughs> there? Uh, because I'm just, I mean, it, it was one of the top ten on Netflix. <laughs> and I saw these news stories about people being so upset over cuties. I'm like... I mean, Netflix isn't dumb enough to put something that is that right. outrageous. So let me watch this thing. And my wife was like, yeah, let's watch it. So we watched it. Does Netflix even have nudity in general? 
I don't know. Not that I've I seen never thought about that. Mike is. Do you know? Rarely. Yeah, I have maybe n- men's butts because apparently that's okay. Because oh. even on network TV, you'll sometimes you'll see a man's butt, and you're like, "Well, I, they, I guess that's okay." Hey, Morgan, let me run this by you because you are. A, a, I think it would be good to get a perspective of someone that's not Lunchbox. Would you watch this and give us a review? I won't watch it. Oh come on! Because, just because I I don't know enough, so I'd rather just stay out no, of no, it. No, no, it's just a movie. I'm just asking you to watch the movie, not about have any opinion about what they're talking about. Because I feel like just Lunchbox's opinion, who watched it and is one that, but Amy, who hasn't seen it and has an opinion based on only her friends, I feel okay. like you'd be a good middle ground if you just watched it and came back with it. I will give it a try. Okay, Lunchbox, what is she, how how long does she need to watch it? It's only an hour and a half. Okay, let it, let us know how far you get, Morgan. Okay. <laughs> but it is a it's a hot item right now. It is I mean, hot. People yeah. are Definitely. people are upset about it. Yeah. Um, the question is, is Netflix allowing nudity? Um, I'm reading an article here. I guess not. All right. Let me go over and switch it up. This is Tara in Oklahoma. Hey, Tara, how are you? Thanks for calling the show. I'm fine. How are you? Good morning, studio. Morning. morning. I wanted to ask you if you could wish my granddaughter a happy birthday. Today is her 17th. And um, she and I really love whenever she goes to work with me on school breaks. And we have the Friday morning dance party. We really enjoy listening to your show, period, but we really love the Friday morning dance party and have a great time jamming out to it. Oh, well, appreciate yeah. that. What's what's her name again? Nana Cario. Sierra. Sierra? All right. Th- hey, uh, Nana Tara, thank you very much. <laughs> and Sierra, happy 17th birthday. You're only one away. Yeah. You see San Francisco is going to probably allow <gasps> 16-year-olds to vote? Yes. Right? Great. If you can drive... And you okay. can make decisions where you're going to kill somebody on the road or not kill somebody. Okay. You should be able to vote. Okay. I just, my, I, when I saw that, I was thinking, okay, my daughter is 16 in three years, less than three years. And there, I, I know she's going to mature a lot in three years, but there's no way that I see her voting. If, listen, let's move the driver's age to 18 then. I think there she should be. She agrees with that, by the way. There should be a universal adult age. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't be able to go and serve our country, but not have a beer. You shouldn't be able yeah. to be able to vote the most important thing we can do, period, and not be able to have a beer. You know, you can driving a car. That's a huge responsibility where it's not only your life, it's other people's life. We need, and I would say 18 needs to be the age where you get to do everything. You want an old Milwaukee? Okay, you're 18. <laughs> well, nobody you, drinks those. Oh, they don't? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. From, I mean, you hard times. the non-drinker hard times, you on know, the you show. Gotta, gotta do what you gotta do. And even, yeah, my daughter being 13, she has the same sentiment as you. She's pretty much confused why there's all these different ages for things. She's like, why don't people just make it one age? Because she's trying to learn what happens when you're 16, what happens when you're 18, what happens when you're 21. And she, I was like, you should be a politician. Tell somebody that. 18 and across the board. And if some of you 16-year-old weasels want to get mad at me for pushing that driver's <laughs> license back, hey, suck it up. Sometimes life's hard. Yeah. I think the hard part is when you're 18, you're still in high school. So then now you're the legal one that can buy beer for everybody. And they try to keep that. Is that, what, is that what, why? What, what, I don't know. Whatever. Rock and roll, baby. I say. <laughs> it just should be 18 for everything across the board. If you can vote the single most important thing we can do, the thing with the most responsibility, and you can go serve our country, you should be able to buy a beer. That's it. So, yeah, San Francisco said they may allow 16-year-olds to vote. I'm okay with that because I think it furthers the conversation of what's the age. 
in the age is 18 or 40, which I just turned in. <laughs> <laughs> and only I am mm-hmm. able to do that. All right. Uh, call us if you want. 877-77-BOBBY. Well, a really weird story is this Colton Underwood from The Bachelor. Remember him? Yeah. He was a football player. and So he's accused of stalking his ex-girlfriend, Cassie Randolph, from the show because they ended up together. They split in April. Pandemic hit. Break up. But now they say Colton Underwood started acting weird. According to the restraining order that Cassie filed on Friday, he sent disturbing texts, took obsessive walks to her place. She claimed that Colton attached a GPS tracking device under her car bumper. He followed her throughout Southern California. Cassie accused him of loitering underneath her bedroom window at 2 in the morning. Another time, she discovered Colton in an alley outside her parents' beach house. So it's pretty clear who ended this relationship. Oh, my. Wild, what? huh? Yeah. It's, so what's, how, what's happening now? Well, Is she question, getting a restraining order? She did. Yeah, she filed one. Oh, gotcha. That's um, all that. That's what, yeah, that's yeah. how we know all of that. But there is a very thin line between being dedicated and being obsessive. And if she still liked him and he was underneath her window, that's cute. <laughs> not obsessive. That's not obsessive. That's someone who's dedicated to making this relationship work and putting in the extra effort. Um... But also, something I've learned with crazy folks that have messed with me is that, you know, restraining orders are great, but it's just a piece of paper. If they're so crazy, they're not going to be affected by a piece of paper. Yeah. And it sounds like this Colton, if this is true, is pretty nutty. But I would have never taken him as a nutcase. Lunchbox, what do you think about this guy? I know you're a big Bachelor guy. Man, that's pretty sad. I thought he was a pretty calm dude, everything on TV. And when I met him and I freaked out on him, he was really nice. And they seemed like a great couple. You show up at your house under your window after that? No, he never did that. But it does say everything I read that she initiated the breakup back in May. Like, oh, yeah, it looks like she's the one that put the steps in motion. Colton, bad look, man. It's embarrassing for him, too, that publicly. All that's out and the restraining order. Is this a side effect of COVID-19? He had that just before the split. <laughs> that's it? They're like, here's what you get. No smell, no taste, and you upset. It's like some of those oh. commercials for the side effects of drugs. Mm-hmm. Uh, drug may, may put, uh, nausea, uh, the, uh, hunger, and also may make you gamble. And you're like, what the? What? How did that happen? <laughs> that was a weird one. All for restless leg syndrome or something. It's like, so you can't feel your pinky toe at all hours. It could give you cancer. You could die of diabetes. Or you could not count to the number seven in a straight line. And you're like, well, that's severe and odd. Yeah. I have listeners here that have tried foods they hate like we did on the show. I have never had peanut butter before. I hate peanut butter. So I had a spoonful of peanut butter. Amy and Eddie had olives. Yeah. Uh, Lunchbox had broccoli. Morgan had... Uh, celery. Celery. <laughs> um, here you go. Here is Anna Grace from Georgia eating black licorice, which she oh, hates. Oh, that's bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Just the smell. I'm going to take a bite of it, but I really don't know if I'll be able to swallow it. Lord, help me. If Amy did it, I can do it. Oh, God, that's so gross. I only could eat half of one, but honestly, the smell of these makes me want to throw up. Peanut butter's texture and smell made me want to throw up more than anything. So I get that. Here is... Jamie, she has one of her youngest daughters eat carrots. She tries to convince her it's okay because horses love carrots, and her daughter hates carrots. Put it all in your mouth and just chew it really fast. Horses love carrots. Eat it. Keep going. 
Don't do <laughs> You gotta eat that now. Am I No, you have to. You want me to eat one with you? Horses love carrots. <laughs> Here's one more. Uh, one more. Here is um, A-S-O-B-B-A on Instagram. A-Saba. She tries to eat ketchup. I cannot stand the smell. I cannot stand the taste. I can't stand anything about ketchup. So I'm going to put some on this and try it. All right. Here it goes. The smell of it is awful. It tastes as bad as I remember. There you go. You know, Caitlin's never had, my girlfriend's never had ketchup or mustard ever. Crazy. Hates it. Can't smell it. If I use it, she won't put it back in the fridge. Even if she cleans up the ketchup, she's like, I won't touch that. Uh, Thank you guys for posting those. A lot of fun. I'll say this too. I sent Ray a text message yesterday. What did it say? I believe it was right to the point that said, you suck. Is that it? (laughs) That's it. (laughs) Nothing else needs to be said. (laughs) Ray promised me, and I don't gamble anymore. Ray's like, I got a hot tip for you. The Colts are going to win by more than eight. He said, have somebody super close to the organization. And I said, are you sure? This is all on tape here on the show. He goes, no doubt about it. Ironclad. Lock. And so I get, I bet a little too much. So I sent it to Ray. He bet it. It wasn't even close. I lost the bet by, the Colts didn't even, didn't even win. win. <laughs> much less win by over eight. So why were you believing him? I don't know, Ray. Why did you think this? Uh, it was a hot tip until Sunday, and then it went cold for some reason. Uh, a lot of stuff in the game. There's variables. I don't make excuses, and that's kind of what this sounds like. There were about five different things that happened that were like, what happened? The running backs was out of the game in the second. We went for on fourth and down and missed. I mean, stuff like that, you're not going to win a bet. So a lot of listeners were upset with Ray, too, because they listened and bet money. Oh, no. Here is Nate from Memphis. I am a huge Colts fan. Ray, yeah. Oh, man. Those Colts that they lost. Dude, you never bet on the road team. What are we going to do now? How are you going to get Bobby's money back? What's the next best thing? Yeah, what are you going to do? Uh, Give me another free hot tip. <laughs> hey, we double down. Uh, here is Logan from Fresno, California. I uh, just wanted to pitch something. I think you guys should throw something on Facebook and have everyone comment how much money they bet on the Colts this weekend <laughs> and try and add up how much uh, Ray lost everyone. I think that'd be fun. Love the show. Bye. <laughs> yeah. What was happening in your DMs on Instagram? Uh, a lot of threats. No death threats. We didn't have to go to the police or anything like that, but a lot of people saying, and similar to what you said, that I suck. And I'm sorry I'm wrong. I, a man I can apologize, and that's really all he can do. Um, I can't refund you your money. That's why it's called gambling. You were just so sure. I was sure in my living room. I bet it as well. Uh, Eddie, watched Cowboys? Uh, yeah, I did. What happened? They lost. Oh, I went to bed before uh, the end. It's rough, but you know, first game of the season, it's okay. I'm not like, you know, completely down on my Cowboys, but it was a hard one to watch, man. There was no preseason, too. Remember that? Yes. So a lot of vanilla offenses. Ugh, nobody in the fan, nobody in the stands. It's got to be awkward for them. Oh, there were fans in the stands at the uh, t- uh, Colts game. The only yeah. fans were allowed were the Jaguars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who knew that was coming? <laughs> He's mad. No, you shouldn't be mad. I'm mad. Did you bet on that too, Ray, or did you just tell us? I did the exact same bet that you did. Uh, for as much? Yes. And I was puckered similarly in my living room, just puckered. like you. <laughs> Tom Brady lost yesterday. Mm. They played the Saints, but the Saints are really good. 
Uh, and he didn't play bad. He threw two interceptions, no. but he didn't He's play the bad. Old, oldest quarterback in the league. Those two quarterbacks combined for the oldest starting quarterback duo ever mm. between Brees. Brees and Brady. Yeah. He so, scored a touchdown, which he hasn't done like I don't a think rushing ever. Touchdown. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what I heard the announcer say that he's the oldest person to score a touchdown. He's just the oldest person to do everything. <laughs> in general. And he's like, but isn't he the oldest to put on a helmet? Isn't he the oldest to wear socks? Okay. Yes, he's the oldest. <laughs> okay, fine. Okay, fine. Okay. I, whatever. I wa- hey, I watched a little football. Uh, guys, hit us up eight seven seven seventy seven Bobby. That's our number. Call us if you have something you want to say. Spent the weekend in Denver. Mentioned that way earlier on the show. It was amazing. Like, I missed the snow, and I got back when it was warm again. So it was awesome. We stayed in South Denver, and we shot an episode of my upcoming show, Breaking Bobby Bones, and it had to do with hockey. I've never played hockey. They love hockey. Like, that is the Broncos and hockey. (laughs) That's what it's all about there. But I was able to work with some, some vets and... You know, one of the guys I work with had, had his legs blown off by an IED while he was serving in Afghanistan, spent days with him. Just, and I don't want to say too much because I don't want to spoil what the episode's about, but I came back and I was just telling Amy all about it. I was completely moved by it. And, you know, it went from me when I met these guys, was, there, was a, there were 10 of them, and they would, you know, they're either on crutches, they're walking with their prosthetic legs, or they were in a wheelchair. And I was like, oh, man feel bad for these guys. And I still feel bad for them, but after spending time with them, there's such a sense of empowerment from them that I was just motivated, inspired. Like, the environment was great in Denver. The mountains had snow, and the people I was with was awesome. So I'm super pumped about this episode. And hopefully the show starts in late January or February of next year. But I'm really... Let me say this. I have bruises all over me. (laughs) I've tried to not complain as I've been in here today, but I'm hurting. Um, It's great, though. It's great, though. So breaking Bobby Bones... Is, you, oh, every one of these I come back hurting with this one the most because I've never done ho- I've never played hockey at all. Yeah. Maybe only ice skated once with a church group when I was ten, <laughs> and so I have no ice experience. And so there's a lot of falling and a lot of getting hit. So um, yeah, more on that later. But that's what I did. Amy, what's going on with you today? Just picking the kids up from school and then doing our practice at home, figuring out dinner. We're on a normal routine here now that I mean my kids have lasted in school longer than I thought. I kind of thought coronavirus would get us out, but we're still cruising. What about you? Caitlin is taking, she's been taking some classes, self-defense classes, and she's taking a shooting class now, guns. Oh. So I'm going with her. I'm not taking it. I don't, I'm not using a handgun. She is using a handgun. I have a 12-gauge shotgun. <laughs> I grew up in Arkansas. Like, I'm not grabbing a handgun, pew, pew. I'm grabbing a because ch- ch- yeah. I'm more comfortable with that. Uh, but I'm going to go with her as she takes this class and awesome. shoots. Yeah. So we're doing that. Uh, this evening. Uh, that's what's up. Bye-bye. The Bobby Bone Show.